Hello and welcome to Voicebox, your weekly guide on public radio and podcast to the human voice and the best of the vocal music scene. I'm Chloe Veltman and it's lovely to be here with you once again. Every now and again I like to devote the show to surveying the Bay Area vocal music scene with the help of an expert guide. And this week I'm lucky to have in the studio with me vocal music concert presenter Momo. Momo runs the Songbird Festival and the Songbird Presents concert series. Hi Momo, thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. Well, let's uh, we'll chat in a bit, but let's get things kicked off with some music. Tell us about this first track that you picked, Momo, uh, by Katie Stephen. Uh, Katie um, Stephan, actually. She's uh, Katie Stephan. Sorry, she's an amazing uh, vocalist and uh, pianist based out of the Bay Area, and she also records a song every day. So she writes a song every day. Wow! And I think you can find her on. Um, Seven days a week, songs seven days a week. There's a website where people write songs every day. So she's so that so what you're telling me is that there's a community of people here in the Bay Area who all write songs every single day, all around the world, actually. Oh, okay. She, um, and she's also a, um, a virtuoso in the way of like her voice. She's classically trained and does um, vocals ranging from cabaret to opera. Oh, okay. And art songs. All right. So this first track is called Soul's Summer Vacation. Yes. All right. Let's listen now. <laughs> This is Voicebox and I'm Chloe Veltman. I'm in the studio with vocal music impresario Momo, the founder of the Songbird Festival and the Songbird Presents concert series. And we've just started listening to some of Momo's favourite Bay Area vocal artists. What we heard just now was Katie Stephan with a song called Soul's Summer Vacation. And it comes from her album Lace Making. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, very curious to hear about this singer um, singing a different, creating a different song every single day and posting them to a website called a song and day uh, so that's something definitely I'm going to check out so um, before we move on Momo tell me a little bit about the Songbird Festival and Songbird Presents why did you start well, these I, I was enterprises doing, I was basically doing this the same type of work just without a name to mm-hmm. it for the past eight years and basically doing it just kind of behind the curtains the person in between the curtains and uh, a friend inspired me to put some branding behind it as opposed to just doing it and doing all this promotion stuff just out of the kindness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then when did you start? I started programming in 2008. I did my first round of um, 
festivals in 2009. Okay. So it exi- Songbird Festival exists primarily as a one festival a year or two or a series or how? Well, basically, Songbird Festival um, traditionally has been happening like in August. But because I've been presenting, I've been doing anywhere from two to eight shows a month. So In addition to that? In addition to that. Okay. And so like I'll do a series that involves um, independent film uh-huh. and a local Bay Area artist uh-huh. or um, local improv and vocals. I see. And what is it that you love so much about The Voice? What, what attracts you to well, vocal music? Um, I just feel like there's so many different approaches. I mean, I program from early music to punk rock, and there's mm-hmm. so much in between. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a woman after my own heart, then. <laughs> Lots of very diverse interests. Yeah, so it's basically just the the gift of being able to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And you can get it in so many different flavors and with so many different paintbrushes. Like, I, I see the voice as a paintbrush. Uh-huh. Oh, that's really interesting. I never thought of it that way before. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about the next track on the playlist. It's by Alison Lovejoy. Alison is an interesting vocalist in that she's also classically trained. Um, she does musical theater. She also has written some original scores. And this particular track that we're going to be listening to is from a cabaret rock musical that she did in collaboration with uh, Jeff Ball and some unseen forces called The Seven Deadly Pleasures. It's <laughs> called I Did It. Let's listen now. tuned into Voice Box with Chloe Veltman. That track that we just heard was by Alison Lovejoy and it featured backing vocals by my special guest on the show this evening, Momo, who runs the Songbird Festival and Songbird Presents. She's an impresario based in San Francisco. Uh, that was a really wonderful track. I really very much enjoyed it. It was called I Did It. So um, you're a singer yourself, Momo. Yep. Um, enjoyed your backing vocals mm. on that track. Tell us about your background as a, as a vocalist. Well, I'm a late bloomer to singing. Um, I come from a very vocal family, but I was more of the kind of jokester um, costume person. The jokester costume person? Yeah. What like, does that require? Just like basically doing costume design. And, oh, I see. And not and, so much performing. And doing stuff in between the curtains and not yeah. so much performing. It wasn't until about nine years ago mm-hmm. that I started singing back vocals in a um, Russian... Um, orchestra, <laughs> rock oh, and roll orchestra. Totally random. Sputnik. Yeah, it was pretty random. Oh yeah, Sputnik. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I was in Sputnik for about four years, uh-huh. and then um, just toyed around with a lot of different ideas. I was in a girl group for a while, um, a couple of electronica groups. So it's it's been pretty diverse ride. I'm also on Conspiracy of Venus. Oh yeah, that's so a great uh, Conspiracy of Venus. For anyone who doesn't know, out there is a great chorus just of women based uh, in San Francisco, and uh, you're the sister group right to the Conspiracy of Beards. Yes, which is uh, an interesting ensemble. 
Uh, we've had uh, their artistic director on the show before. They're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, all right, so we're going to move on now to play, I think, three tracks uh, in succession with no breaks. Um, tell us about these next three, Momo. Um, there's this Eliza Rickman track, Stu Odom. Yes. And then Con Brio. Um, the thing that's interesting about these next three voices, and I'm slightly biased because one of them is mine, um, <laughs> they all have a unique use of timing and a very creative way of telling a story in the song. And you, you'll see that illustrated when you listen to the tracks. All right. So first up, we've got a song called Cinnamon Bone by Eliza Rickman. And then Stu Odom, which is featuring Momo. Uh, Seat on Eternity is the name of the track. And then we get to the Conbrio song, How Many Days. This is Voicebox. This evening, we're taking a survey of some wonderful Bay Area-based vocal acts with the help of Momo, who is a local music presenter. She runs the Songbird Festival and Songbird Presents concert series. Uh, If you don't manage to catch this show on KALW, don't worry. You can access any of our programs for free via our podcasts, which come out every week. Just go to voicebox-media.org or iTunes, where you search for KALW Voicebox. Wonderful voices we just heard, Momo. I really loved all of those tracks. Can you tell us a bit more about each of the singers? Yeah, I would love to. Um, Eliza Rickman is a traveling vocalist. Um, I admire that about her. She pretty much moves around making music. You know, she spends most of her year traveling and making music. Um, She's definitely got a very haunting voice and a super delicate quality to her vocals and her arrangements. Um, She also comes from a... um, 
spiritual background. Her father was a pastor or is a pastor. And um, she started playing piano in church at the age of 13. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, religious themes that pervade in her work. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the second track goes. Stu Odom. Stu Odom's track. Um, that's an original piece that was made for a movie called Dogmatique mm-hmm. by uh, Nara Denning. Um, she's a local San Francisco filmmaker. Uh, that particular film, Dogmatique, won several local film awards and also was featured in the uh, Tribeca Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Cone Brio. Oh, and that yeah, that's, vocalist yeah. is she's, awesome. She, she's like powerful, soulful vocalist. Um, Zandra Colpora. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite vocalists. I have a lot of favorites, but she's definitely on the top. Um, their band is very unique in that um, wherever they go, they pick up new fans mm-hmm. and... Um, I've had the fortune to do a series with them and also book them for some outdoor mm-hmm. programming as well. Um, and they just have a really magical effect on the crowd. Her background is interesting in that she is not a um, classically trained vocalist or performer, but she works with all of the musicians who are um, coming from that background. And she actually started out as a poet. Mm. Um, and you can really hear that in her songs. You can mm. hear the the poetry quality to what she's talking about. Okay, well, let's move on. We have now, I think, a sequence of four tracks we're going to listen to, uh, just little pieces of each of these. Um, So we have a track by The Disposition called Lay Me Down, first of all. What interests you about this track? Well, um, I put Lay Me Down next to Conbrio because the lead vocalist, Lynn Gentry, is also a poet. he basically has a very interesting lens of the world and a very haunting yet um, very accessible voice. Mm-hmm. Very strong voice and very strong arrangements. Okay. And then we're going to hear Scary Little Friends. Scary Little Friends. Um, the lead vocalist is Chris Jones, another one of my favorite vocalists who essentially transports you to another place when you listen to him sing. It's like it's coming from another source. Like he's literally channeling something. All right, then. And then that takes us to El Radio Fantastique. El Radio Fantastique is uh, another great band. Um, The vocalist in this particular recording is no longer with the band. Um, Her name is June Di Morente, and she also has kind of a haunting, very spooky yet accessible voice. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we're going to have a fourth track in the next set, and it's going to be a Conspiracy of Venus track, which is the chorus that you belong to. Yes. Tell us about what we're going to be hearing there. There is um, a song called Wild Wind, and it's, I believe there are maybe 25 people in this recording. I'm not actually on that recording, but it's an original by uh, Joyce McBride. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Joyce McBride is the conductor of the group, right? Fantastic. Well, let's uh, take a listen to all of these tracks now. The first one, once again, is Lay Me Down by The Disposition. Then We Are Young from Scary Little Friends. Then we move to El Radio Fantastique with Riverbeds. And finally, Conspiracy of Venus will give us Wildwood. And um, if you're looking for any playlist information in more detail, please just visit voicebox-media.org for all playlist and scheduling information.
tuned in to voice box with me chloe veltman don't forget you can access our free weekly podcasts at voicebox-media.org or on itunes and uh, if you go to the web voicebox website you can also access playlists and other useful information like schedules about our series so today we're taking a, a quick trip through some really fantastic bay area based vocal artists with the help of momo who is a local impresaria of the vocal music scene. She runs the Songbird Festival and the Songbird series. Um, we, For full playlist information, go to the website, but we just heard four tracks. Um, one was a track called Lay Me Down by The Disposition, which was followed by We Are Young by Scary Little Friends, and then El Radio Fantastique with Riverbed, and finally the a cappella women's chorus, Conspiracy of Venus, singing Wildwood. We were just chatting, Momo, about the experience of being in a chorus so you're there singing all the time and hearing the music in a different way and then taking a step outside and hearing the the group without when you're not singing in it um it was really interesting what you yeah, said i was mentioning that um i mean you know, i'm in conspiracy of venus and i've never seen us perform live um i've been in the choir from the beginning i had a wedding a couple of weeks ago and so i did get a chance to see the choir live and it's just a totally different experience seeing it from the audience perspective versus a section yeah um, it's a really powerful experience. Yeah. How, can you describe a bit more that feeling? Well, um, I was just definitely overwhelmed by um, the quality because I sing with these women every week, most mm. of the time. Um, and I could literally hear every person's voice. And there's mm. like, there were 40 voices. Mm-hmm. So that in itself was pretty powerful. And um, our director, Joyce Todd McBride, um, she has some really complex arrangements and some of the details that she's kind of hammers down. Sometimes you don't understand why, but when you're in the audience, those things, those vocal subtleties translate mm-hmm. um, in a big way. Like they become really big things. Like the um, the timing, the cadence, the the, the just the whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I've had that experience myself of singing in a chorus and then not singing for one set or two and getting to listen, and it really is extraordinary. So let's move now from big choral sounds to voice and ukulele. Yes. <laughs> you have a, a couple of tracks to play for us, right, in, along those lines? Yeah, um, the first track is by Foxtail Brigade, and the vocal presence of this vocalist has been compared to Kate Bush and Edith Piaf. Um, mm, Kate Bush and Edith Piaf, but these two singers and, have very different and voices. And Nico. So, and Nico too. Huh? So she's another person that has kind of that haunting vocal quality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, As a presenter, I'm always encouraging people to go see these individuals and 
this would be another example of someone that articulates really well on stage. Mm-hmm. And, and what is it about the voice and ukulele that you think work really together, well, well together? Well, the thing that's interesting is when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, when it does work, it works well. I think it's just like there's a certain amount of care that the person's putting into making sure that they're in tune with mm-hmm. the ukulele. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it. And just to have they have a good relationship with with those with the vibe of the ukulele, I feel like it has its own vibe. You know, mm-hmm. when people are just kind of playing it just be, as a gimmick, <laughs> and they're not really in sync with it, it's kind of painful. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I find interesting about when I hear voice and ukulele together is it tends to be an instrument that goes with higher, more delicate voices. You know, yep. both the tracks. I mean, we haven't talked yet about the Heather Marie Ellison track, but that's another one that uh, we're going to play in a minute. That is voice and ukulele, and it's a woman. Um, so two women both playing ukulele, and then when I think about say Hawaiian vocal artists, often even the men are singing really high in their registers can you I mean can you can you imagine or do you know of uh, like a bass or baritone singers that work well, with ukulele actually um, I'd be curious to see what your take is on Heather's voice because yeah. she's definitely not doing the higher stuff uh-huh. in this particular group she's in a few groups um, another one is called um, the Paper Dolls mm-hmm. and they definitely play with the three part two part mm-hmm. harmonies mm-hmm. and she'll do higher stuff but um the thing that's interesting about her all over the world track is she wrote all of those parts on her ukulele and translated them to the um, the different instruments. So oh, okay. it's and it's a full big sound. Okay. And she wrote all of them on the ukulele and played them for the uh, the uh, musicians. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to hear. So let's, without further ado, let's uh, listen first of all to Foxtail's Brigade with Ferguson's theme, and then we'll go to Heather Marie Ellison, all over the world. find interesting about those two tracks is that they have, you know, really distinctively different approaches to using the ukulele. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first one was so delicate. And then the second one, you, you, I guess the ukulele's there in the texture, but you've got this rocking bass and drums and other things going yeah. on too. Yeah, that's really cool. But it's still, but both voices are still, even though um, uh, Heather Marie Ellison's is a fuller voice and a little lower, they're still sort of quite sweet feminine voices. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, this is Voicebox and I'm Chloe Veltman. I'm in the studio with Momo, who's a curator of wonderful vocal music series here in San Francisco, the Songbird Festival. And we're talking about some wonderful 
Bay Area based vocal artists and playing their music today. Uh, if you'd like to find out more information about the music we're playing and also check out our free weekly podcasts, visit voicebox-media.org. And uh, you can also go to iTunes and search for the podcasts at KALW Voice Box. All right, we have another track now um, to play by F Pod B Pod, uh, and it's called A Friend. Why did you choose this track? Um, if I could have, I would have played all of his songs. Uh-huh. Um, I have a lot of admiration for Sean Olmstead. Um, he's a one-man operation, but he brings in other um, in- instruments, you know, different friends to play different instruments. Um, his stuff is just super catchy. Um, they're fun to listen to. It's like a soulful, poppy, easy-spirited kind of voice. So, you know, it's easy to listen to over and over again. Okay. And have you presented him often? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I'm just developing a relationship with him. I was more of a fan before, mm-hmm. so he's played a couple of shows. How do you go about finding your artists? Um, most of them are folks that I go to see first, and mm-hmm. I kind of have to have some positive feeling about it, so if I'm going to be promoting them. Sure. <laughs> Makes to, sense. You know, I have to have the um, the mindset that I enjoy what they're listening to. It doesn't have to be something I listen to every day, but I have to be able to say something positive about it. So it's usually... Um, I go see their music and then I like it and then I put together a pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people find me, uh, the national folks that find me usually have a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of word of mouth. Yeah. So I've got um, folks that I book from um, Austin, some from the uh, Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. and some from New York as well. Okay. And are you going to a lot of the festivals around the country like South by Southwest, for example? Or? I don't, I'm not at that stage yet. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to basically move to the point of where I can get a stage at one of those bigger festivals, oh, yeah. you know, like a Songbird Presents stage. Yeah, Or fantastic. a tent. I'll, I'll settle for a tent. Or a chateau. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear now F-Pod, B-Pod with a friend. Pod B Pod with a friend. You're tuned into Voice Box, and I'm Chloe Veltman, your host. I'm in the studio tonight discussing some wonderful Bay Area based vocal artists with Momo, who curates a series of concerts um, featuring wonderful singers from the Bay Area. Um, so we're gradually working our way through this list, Momo, and I'm, I'm curious. Um, are there any particular characteristics that draw you to a voice? I mean, I have very, very diverse uh, vocal music tastes, but I sort of feel like there are certain things that I gravitate towards, and I'm wondering whether you have the same... I mean, you know, whether you have certain qualities that you're looking for when you're picking artists whose voices you like. Well, a lot of times um, I'll do the opposite of trying to do the perfect bill where everybody's, you know, folk and uh, rock. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I may do something where it's like somebody's a little bit soulful, maybe someone's like um, more of a power ballad person, and then the other person does cabaret. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, those kind of shows can work. So I don't always put somebody in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, usually what I'm looking for is how do I feel when I when I just like am spaced out. Like if I just 
I'm just kind of sitting there and not judging the music. Mm-hmm. Like, how does it make me feel? Right. Huh. Okay. No, it's interesting. So there's no there's no like particular because I I found when I um when I listen to voices that the ones that I'm most attracted to often have a lot of tension in them. You know. So mm-hmm. maybe there's a, a, a say a a feminine quality and a masculine quality together in the voice, like something that's super sweet, but also has some grit in it. Or, And I feel like if I have, if, if the voices that appeal to me the most have these kinds of opposing qualities and that's just what I've found. So I'm, I, I guess I'm just curious whether there are any, anything about the sound that you, well, you're when, attracted to. In when I think about it in that sense, um, it's the storytelling ability. And oh, okay. I think, you know, earlier when we started this segment, I had mentioned that I see the voice kind of as a paintbrush. Yeah. And so it's basically... If if I can understand the story that they're telling, even if it's mm-hmm. punk rock, I, I still need to be able to understand the story. And some of that can be coming from the tension in their voice or mm-hmm. or just the timing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just really is about like the soulfulness and like the um, the intent and the honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can have somebody that has a virtuoso voice, and if they're not they're not connected with the audience, mm. I usually don't connect with them. So right. huh. so it's a combination of how they're connecting to their own voice and how they're connecting to the audience. Ah, I see. Yeah, super interesting. All right, well, we're going to move uh, for the final little part of this show. Um, We're going to look at international styles of vocals. Uh, We're going to play two tracks right now. Um, The first one is called Gnawa Jam, and and the vocalist is MC Rai. And uh, and then the Brass Menagerie... um, we got a song called Opa Copa, right? It's a traditional song. Yeah, Opa Copa, which means come here, girl. <laughs> okay. What can you tell us uh, about these two tracks? Um, well, MC Rai is uh, from Tunisia, the southern part of uh, Tunisia, and mm-hmm. um, he's known for doing traditional uh, North African folk music. Um, very, very layered voice, and he also sings uh, rock and roll, but this particular track is basically um, deep-rooted in Eastern culture, and you can... It, it definitely translates in the song. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what about the second track, the Menagerie track? The, the Brass Menagerie track, um, that particular group, they basically do a lot of interpretation of um, music that cascades through Serbia, Macedonia, uh, Bosnia, Greece, and they have a really strong um, command of basically keeping an authentic quality to the Balkan roots of the vocals. Um mm-hmm. The vocalist featured here, her name is uh, Bridget Boyles, and she's also oh, yeah. an amazing... Oh, yeah, she's been a guest on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's also in a, an amazing group called Kitka. Right. So um, I feel like both styles are good representations of people keeping kind of some of the authentic qualities of the original styles even of the music, the traditional styles.
This is Voicebox and I'm Chloe Veltman. I'm in the studio with vocal music impresario Momo, the founder of the Songbird Festival and the Songbird Presents concert series. And we've been listening to the artistry of some of Momo's favourite Bay Area vocal artists. Um, the songs we heard just now were Gnawa Jam, which was Jeff Stott featuring MC Rye, and then the Brass Menagerie with Opa Copa. So actually, our uh, time's coming to an end for this week's show, sadly. Uh, But Momo, before you go, I have one more question to ask you. What makes the Bay Area vocal music landscape different or unique, in your opinion? Well, I think something that makes it very unique is um, there's an openness. Um, I definitely feel like there's still room for new genres or or genre bending or melting. Uh Um, And I think people are open for the most part, to people singing other styles of music that may not be their, you know, background, mm-hmm. like someone that's Irish-American singing Balkan tunes, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think there's an openness. Um, and then I feel like every few years there's a resurgence of some genre. So, like, right now there's a big kind of folk, psychedelic thing, mm-hmm. you know, where a lot of kids are really committed to, you know, shaking their folk. <laughs> <laughs> shaking their folk well I encourage everyone to get out there and shake their folk um, so uh, thanks so much Momo for coming in and, and sharing your thank music and your thoughts this evening thank you so much for having me I'm, it's my pleasure to um, just put a small little lens on just a handful of amazing vocalists that are out there yeah I think we're really grateful for, for getting to hear some of this stuff today to find out more about the Songbird Festival please visit songbirdfestival.org Voicebox is an independently produced non-profit project recorded at the studios of KALW in San Francisco. The series producer is Seth Samuel and the web editor is Victoria Lim. Voicebox needs your support. To find out how you can make a tax-deductible donation to keep us on the air, please visit our website at voicebox-media.org. Donating is super safe and, of course, tax-deductible. You can do this through our online PayPal link, uh, or you can send us a check in the mail. Um, write to us at info at voicebox-media.org to find out how to do that, or to simply send us any questions, comments, and suggestions you might have about the series. Please also follow us on Twitter and uh, friend us on Facebook. So we'll play ourselves out with one more track from the Songbird Files and actually that track has a relationship with our home station KALW because the front woman of Macru Musica, which is the band we're going to hear, is Martina Castro, who's the managing editor of a KALW show called Cross Currents. The song is Ahi Atras, back there. Have a songful week. Mm-hmm.